Hey, y'all. Welcome to Skeptic Hangout, the place where we sit back, relax, and chat about intriguing and sometimes controversial topics through the lens of skepticism. With us today is Richard Gilliver from The Skeptic Takeout, Laura McGee from Unapologetically Me, and Richard Gill from The Yorkshire Atheist. As I go on and on and on during this introduction, I am leaving you plenty of time to hit that like and subscribe button. So if you haven't already, please do so. Um, today's topic is superstition. So grab your English tea or your peppermint hot chocolate, get out your lucky socks and cover those mirrors, and join us as we discuss black cats and the 13th floor, which is still the 13th floor, even if you call it the 14th. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 31, Superstition. This is slightly unrelated. However, I've been meaning to say this for the past few episodes, and it might lead off into something in this episode. I put a poll up a good few weeks ago about um, with like different options, like God, ghosts, aliens, visiting Earth, blah blah blah. All, all the things all, that people believe the in. Shebang, the the things that people believe in, and I was really interested in the results of that because. Only one person who responded to the poll put multiple responses. And Do I'm people really even interested. know if multiple responses are available, though? Like, some people might not check. No, but the, 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 the poll was, do you believe in these things? The ghosts, following things. Gods, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And, and most people just put one or the other. Hmm. And I, that, I thought to myself, that intrigued me because it, it's amazing how people compartmentalize Bad thinking, and I'm going to call it out for what it is. Bad thinking in one area, but don't accept it in another. It's like there's a huge cognitive dissonance going off somewhere. And I was, I was, it just intrigued me. Mm. It intrigued me why that was, why that, why so many people responded to that only put one option, whereas there was only one respondent who, like, believed a lot of shit rather than just some shit. <laughs> yeah that's that's sort of interesting to me like I guess I have two questions immediately upon hearing that like the first question is did people realize that you could choose more than one option because maybe it was like I think so yeah I think it was yeah. pretty obvious pretty obvious I don't yeah. know I I can be daft sometimes and take things like so <laughs> basic that like hey, which of these things do you believe in? It's like okay well more than one of these but um oh I believe in that one the most passionately so I'll just mark that one um, and not even realize that you can choose more than one. Then the other thing is, um, there there is sort of this tendency to think that you're skeptical or think that you don't hold any bad beliefs. And so the one thing that you do believe in, you find completely, totally reasonable, and you find the rest to be complete bullshit. And I've I've heard people say that, like I've heard religious people say, like, have you heard that religious argument? That's ridiculous, right? And then, but people will look at your same arguments and think that your arguments are ridiculous, right? So it's, it's kind of <laughs> weird how um, how people are able to justify certain beliefs, thinking that they're completely reasonable, but then look at other beliefs and say that's whack. 
Yeah, on on that point, I uh, I saw uh, just by chance it was just an advert on Facebook. It wasn't anything I was particularly interested in. It was just a, a magician doing some tricks on on a video advertising oh, his his website or whatever. And I wasn't really taking any notice. It was just plain as I was looking at something else. I think he had different clips of him performing different tricks. And one of the tricks was him sat in a library and like doing this sort of thing with his hands. And I think it was a straw or whatever he was going to drink from came up into his hand. Wasn't that I was interested in. It was the lady in the background who saw it happen. And she saw it happen, looked at him, went and scurried away. And that that I just found that fascinating. She wasn't even anything to do with the video. Really. She was just a woman in the background of the of this guy advertising his channel. And so for those for those tricks. not watching the video, he crossed himself. So she did like did. The, the the Catholic cross. Yeah, like yeah. Um, as though she's kind of like um, what do you call it? Um, protecting warding. herself from yeah, yeah warding. Yeah. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Warding, warding away yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah, I should have f- remembered that we're not just a visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's kind of interesting um, because a lot of a lot of people who do hold, I say a lot, it's so arbitrary. It's like the people that I talk to or that I'm exposed to, which could be a very, very, very small amount. <laughs> a lot of the people in my life um, that are religious will also um, just dismiss a lot of that stuff as like trickery and, and um and silliness and stuff like that. Um, and they won't think of it as being anything like say demonic or evil um, or otherworldly. But then you, you do have those religious people who also still hold to those beliefs that, um, oh, if I see somebody doing something like that, rather than there being a natural explanation, it's got to be like the work of the devil. Superstitions, I think, are really interesting because uh, I think lots of them can actually have really good you know like this superstition about it's unlucky to walk underneath a ladder for example it's also it could be unsafe (laughs) yeah i mean it's also like a good idea to not walk under a ladder because there might be someone up there with a bucket that's going to fall down and the ladder might slip there you know there are practical reasons why that's maybe not you know what around the ladder probably safer for everybody um but then there are also superstitions which are based on like religious ideas or you know the fact that when someone sneezes we say bless you really when you think about it that's just, that's come from superstition about what sneezes are <coughs> religiously in terms of right. demons or you know whatever else that's then just become part of parcel of how we treat people who sneeze and then um, it becomes cultural to the point where there is no meaning behind it we just do it blindly so a lot of the people that i mean maybe originally they were superstitious in thinking that there's like a, a demon or evil spirit and you're, you're, um, you're, what is the word? Exercising it from your body or whatever through the sneeze. Yeah. But nowadays though, when people say bless you, they say it without even thinking because they're just so used to hearing it. Like even yeah. atheists will say bless you, yeah. which I find interesting for a different reason. Cause like you burp or you fart and you say, excuse me, but you, or even cough. Right, but you sneeze, and it's the other person's responsibility <laughs> to say something. Like it's just kind of bizarre to me. So when I sneeze, I always say, "Excuse me," like, "Oh, excuse me," you know. What's what's an Ringa Ringa Roses or Ringa Roses or whatever the official yeah. title is? Uh, uh, originally, something to do with the Black Death, warding off. Yeah, it was something about. Well, I mean, the, the I mean, there's lots of horrible things about nursery rhymes and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But again, those sorts of superstitions come from 
legitimate concerns and worries that people had because of really you know like don't walk in front of a black cat and the whole significance with black cats and witches and that sort of thing um and i don't know the, the necessary origins of that um but again things like that persist despite the religious reasons behind them like we said not necessarily still existing um yeah, yeah we, it's like sorry go on no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna agree with you and just say that it's like passed on over the generations, yeah. but it loses sort of its like initial meaning. Yeah, and I think like superstitions in a lot of ways are taught, aren't they? You know, th- there's no reason why people would inherently distrust the number thirteen inherently if they hadn't had access to a, a history of humanity in you know various parts of the world that do distrust that number, um, and it. it it still baffles me nowadays how you still get, you know, rows of houses that are built in 2021 where there's no number 13 and there's one, you know, it, it baffles me that that's still a thing because rationally you can think, well, there's nothing behind that, you know. Is, is that uh, a thing okay. in the US as well, Laura? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the Friday the 13th and just anything that's like 13 is, is considered um, unlucky. The 13th floor is considered like dangerous or whatever. I think a lot of that is is um largely watered down now or gone, but um I've heard of like big cities um for example, instead of putting like the 14th floor as a 13th floor like you're not fooling anybody, um what they'll do is they'll put like equipment or or storage or something on the 13th floor and they won't have it open to say like guests or the public because not necessarily because they think that the 13th floor is unlucky, but because they're sort of respecting that superstition that other people might still have right so oh well we just won't have any reason for a customer to go to the 13th floor and then we won't have any like bitching to worry about you know it wasn't isn't it a statistical i want to say i don't want to say fact but i'm going to say a fact because i can't think of a better word isn't it a statistical fact that uh people stay less in hotel rooms that with the number 13 than other rooms that the the least booked of all the rooms i have no idea that'd be great to look into because i've never I'm sure i've heard that i typically like get my hotel key card and i go to my room and i've never had a hotel i don't think i've ever stayed in a hotel where the first floor didn't start with the hundreds right it's like right. if you're on the first floor it's like 101 102 103 um and so i don't know yeah that's interesting just a little point on that fact i could be entirely wrong <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sure I've heard I think so- if you've got the option, I was book room 13 because the bed would have been slept in as much. It'll be much Or it's dustier because no one ever goes in there. <laughs> the last that, time that, they... That's they why you're the teacher. Go, clean it and... So we've gone all gone from talking together to uh, all of us talking at all. I know, yeah. It's like awkward good silence. podcast. Um, yeah, that's professionalism right there, people. Um, yeah, so... I guess for me, when I think about superstitions, I think about like, what are the different kinds of superstitions? And um, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that people legitimately believe in them, but I think they really, really do. So there's like some superstitions that are so um, basic, like I'm going to wear this pair of socks to the football game because that's the pair of socks I was wearing when I won the other game. And now they're my lucky socks or whatever. That sounds so freaking ridiculous to people. Um, who don't hold that belief, but there are actually people who who really embrace that concept of like, this is my lucky this, or I have to do things a specific way or else that. 
And that appears to be quite prevalent in, in like, with sports people, doesn't it? Like, you know, specifically wearing a certain thing or doing a certain ritual before a game or things like that. And it's because it's that whole thing I think we've talked about before about humans being pattern-seeing creatures. We see patterns and, you know, this was the thing that led to victory, not the Mm -hmm. hours and hours I've spent training in this athletic event or whatever it is specifically you know, those, that raggy pair of boxer shorts that I've had for eight and a half years that uh, did the trick. Yeah, and I think... I came across that a lot when I was wrestling. A lot of... Yeah. Whether it was someone putting their left shoe on first because they, they, they were always fed better. They always had a... They always felt they had a better match when they'd put their left shoe on first for some reason. Or, or people, you know, with religious symbol, having a little prayer, whatever before they, they they went out to perform. And this is where I think superstition and psychology really have some interesting overlaps because there's actually some truth to that when like so if you if you do a routine and it puts you in a certain mindset and that certain mindset makes you more successful at whatever it is you're doing, it calms you down or it amps you up or it gets you like your head focused or in the game or or whatever or it gets you into that like positive I'm going to win sort of realm then it actually becomes sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy where there may be nothing mystical or magical to that superstition but because your brain um then falls into a certain like performance pattern you you actually can do better so it's it's sort of interesting to me to the point where i would say hey if that works for someone and they're more successful do it right because yeah. placebo is a real thing like our our mind's ability to to change based on like suggestion is outrageous I've got to push back. I Do can't it. sit here. I Do can't it. sit here and let you tell people to to trick themselves into people believing bullshit because it works for them. I've got now to I'm, push back on that. Go for it. That's cool. I'm I'm saying it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like if if you want to say like I'm going to wear these lucky socks and you actually perform better, I'm not going to say oh don't worry that superstition is real. But I'm going to say like but you know I don't if? even think. They apply that to other areas of the life, and the the scammer man comes round, and because the they're prone to bad thinking, then they fall for the scam and they lose a hundred thousand dollars. That's right. All of what you've just I've just been sort of sat back for a while. Yeah. But like, I kind of understand what you mean, Laura, in terms of because I don't think explaining someone actually every time you go out and you, um, I don't know, tap the top of the garden wall before you go to a business meeting in order to give yourself luck and that gets you into a positive mindset i don't think it's as effective to just say well just decide to be in that positive mindset instead because it wasn't that thing that was actually getting you into the positive mindset it was just a placebo effect from having done that in the first place convincing yourself that <laughs> i don't think there's necessarily a a replacement for doing that which would have the same outcomes but then i also understand Jill, of what you're saying in terms of as a as a methodology or as a sort of way of getting to something it's fundamentally flawed as well isn't it you know in right. terms of the way of thinking about it um so i've just summed up what you've both said and not contributed anything to the actually what you've contributed <laughs> is being able to agree and see the strengths in both of our arguments without necessarily tearing down either right and i think what i would say is um something like for example um okay so so let's say the power of prayer right and then a, a person has like a headache and they like pray away their headache. God, please remove this headache from me. And I can slip into the same sort of meditative state when I get a migraine where I'm like, okay, this, this really freaking sucks. And so I'm going to get in sort of a meditative state that kind of 
allows me to kind of push the pain away or, or will the pain away, right? Um, both processes result in the same relief of the pain. Um, but one, you're right, like Jilliver, there is that, that danger of the, the thought process being flawed. So then they, they go and they pray for something else and say it doesn't work out or um, they, they pray instead of taking action on something. Then, yeah, there's like this sort of. Or pray pro- instead of taking medicine. Or instead of taking medicine. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like me with my migraines, you bet your ass I put some chemicals in my body. I get some like ibuprofen <laughs> or, or, or um, acetaminophen into my blood system. And, and the, the calming portion really it may have zero effect, but it's just something that, that you do in addition that makes you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm facilitating or helping the healing process. Right. Um, but you're right. Like there's, there's pros and cons to that practice. Um, what I would say is I just, I'm not one of those all or none kind of people where it's like, we have to eradicate all bad belief, all bad actions, all bad, this, all bad, that. Um, and I'm also not one of those people that are like, oh, because it works in these situations, let people do it in all situations, right? I live my life in this sort of gray area of, well, here it's not so bad and there it is, right? I'm so, I'm happy to let people to let people believe what they want to believe. I'm never I'm not going to preach and tell that someone that they shouldn't be believing what they want to believe. Right. By the same token, I think we should take every single opportunity to correct erroneous beliefs if it comes up. If someone brings it into the open and wants to talk about it, then we should take the opportunity. I would never, I would never push my way into a. You know, I'm a regular visitor to churches and mosques and uh, temples and things, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I can recall once when I've ever gone in there and started discussing why someone's belief is wrong in right. in any situation. Mm-hmm. But you can bet your ass that if someone's on the street corner preaching, I'm going to stop every single time to discuss it with them. Yeah, isn't that interesting how there's like this, it's it's really hard to tell when to address a specific superstition or bad belief and when to just let it go. And I guess for me, I just, I really believe in the power of psychology, right? And so if if that practice, if that specific psychological practice, and I do think it has to be case by case, is bringing someone a benefit, then sure, you can like, you can explain it to them if they, if you want to that, yeah, it's just a placebo or it's just your brain doing this or that. but I just, I, I believe in the power of like your psychology changing based on certain practices, right? Whether it's yoga or whether it's meditation or whether it's putting on your left shoe first instead of your right shoe. And so for me, I I really do think that there is a place for that sort of self, like, what would you, what would you call that? It's like self-hypnosis almost where Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're convincing yourself of this, like state of being and then and then making it happen versus we, i feel like i'm um, arguing with you no go All for it yeah, this. That can, we fight, 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 fight. can we what can we demystify meditation oh yeah and i don't think because yoga that, or meditation that, that, are that, anyway mystical yeah that's something that i'm, I'm really a strong advocate of doing demons because yeah. as you know i'm a huge proponent of meditation i think it's fantastic but there's nothing fucking mystical about it at all. Exactly. Yeah. No. But that's why I used it as one of my examples is because you have things that are legitimate. Hey, I'm using this to change my psychology or change my mind state. And then you have these sort of like superstitious things to change your mindset. And my argument is if the results are the same either way, yes, this is the bad or the, the not 
correct way of, of looking at things realistically according to reality, right? Your, your left shoe versus your right shoe makes no effing difference other than the fact that your brain then gets into a specific mindset. Well, um, I think as well, some of, some of those things, some of the behaviors that people exhibit in that realm, are we don't often choose them either. Right. And often it can be compulsive too, you know, like you can't bring yourself to not do things sometimes in a specific way because that's how you've always done it or it just feels right to do that because it's been ingrained for so long, or, you know, and it's not necessarily even a thing of, I believe that this has some mystical power. It's just then a habit and a convulsion and a, you know, whatever. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's a really interesting conversation is the difference between a superstition and a habit. Right. So like I, for example, have a habit of locking a door behind me when I shut it in my house and I have done it where I've accidentally locked the kids in the backyard. And uh, I mean, not like, you know, for hours, but it's like they're knocking on the sliding glass door and it's like, oops, sorry. And I unlock it and let them in. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I just stare at them and, you know, shrug. Um, no, but it's like, it's that you're right. That's a habit. I'm not superstitious that if I don't lock that door that a ghost is going to enter the threshold of my home and like haunt me or anything like that but um or that bad luck will befall me but it's just something I do without even thinking about it um so that's kind of interesting is is where those different nuances lie like does the athlete who you observe always putting their left shoe on first or entering a room in a certain way for practice or or a game yeah. Are they doing it because they're superstitious and they think they have to, or are they doing it because their body is just sort of conditioned and used to doing it? Mm, Can they start point. as one and, you know, meld into the other or what have you? Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I guess there's, there's different kinds of superstitions. And so one of them is the whole, um, if I do this, it will result in this kind of action. Right. But then there's also, like other types of superstitions, right? Like um, unlucky numbers or dangerous objects or people or or something. So what, what do you There's guys think? You know, stuff like breaking a mirror, you'll have seven years bad luck. Like, I don't believe that I know anyone who actually gives credence to that in terms of, you know, people who do break mirrors will actually get that. But you hear that all the time. Don't, you know, that's the thing that people say if someone's wrong, seven years bad luck. Um, but again, that also... And we're not, it's not an episode about luck, but luck seems to play a big part in all this. Like things don't have a, oh, yeah. often a specific sort of outcome, but it just gives good luck in something or bad luck in something when actually I don't, I don't reckon luck necessarily exists. Um, you know, you can be in a more advantageous position physically or disadvantageous position, but luck doesn't, like it's not like there's some universal system of luckiness um that sort of <laughs> you know what i mean like determines yeah what it's it's similar to like karma right like in it's different in the sense that like it, yeah. it's more arbitrary <laughs> um but you're right like a lot of superstitions revolve around this um good luck bad luck good things happening the whole ladder bad thing things that happening. i mentioned earlier on you know it's not that if you walk under a ladder you will die or you will have a, something falling. It's just that it's bad luck to walk under a ladder. Um, and so then people, but it's that whole sort of join of dots and patterns thing, isn't it? You know, if someone walked under a ladder, knowing the fact that that was bad luck, and then some, you know, they drop the 
cup of tea on the way into work or something. That was because they walked under the ladder and then people attribute things to, you know, events which are completely and rationally separate and unrelated. And Jolliver, isn't that called like confirmation? Positive discrimination. Yeah, positive discrimination. Positive discrimination. Okay, okay. That that, but it it is a form of confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah, where you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recognize. It's like if, 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 for example, you get if you, if you, if, if, if Laura, if you call me one day and I say, I've just been thinking about you. Yeah, I've I've ignored all the other times I've been thinking about you. Which is all. No. <laughs> no. and every other person you've thought of that hasn't called no that's a yeah, really yeah, good yeah. point it yeah is, it's, it's just a, it's positive because you're, you're you're putting your discrimination in one area so yeah it's it's, it's uh, kind of like the idea of when you buy like say a red car then suddenly you see red cars all over the place where they weren't there before it's your mind yeah. is now attuned to that specific kind of information so Maybe when you do that one specific thing, um, say before a sports game or before an activity, and you find that you're more successful, maybe you're really only paying attention to um, those specific aspects that really reinforce that, and you're ignoring other times, like the games that you lost when you did that same thing. Like if if people do those rituals before a game, or they, you know, go against one of the culturally, you know, frequently said things about like i'll go back to the largest thing it's really easy to attribute blame to those things or you know it's really easy to say i won the game because i did the ritual it's really easy to say you know i didn't get that job because of the ladder and yeah uh, yeah i that that just backs up what we were saying before it's really really easy to sort of prove to yourself that these things work and have yeah real life it's really interesting and talking about real life thing i want to touch upon something you've said and something laura said and bring them together uh and laura with the discrimination thing and you when you were talking about look a while ago uh and that does have real life implications when people are gambling and it's it's you know this it's such a massive industry so many people get taken in by it and it's just like it, it astounds me how like how many people kind of get taken over by this this thing, and and for I mean so many fallacies involved. Uh, you know the the sunk cost fallacy being you know one of the big ones, which is the kind of you've invest, you've invested so much into something, and you, despite the fact that you're still losing, you convince yourself to keep going. Because, because there the will be some reward here because you've gone so far. Yeah. So you're right that like even though that's not maybe a specific superstition, you're it's you're talking about those same centers in your brain and the fallacies that they're creating, and whether it's a superstition or whether it's gambling. I I agree with you. I think they're very similar. Not that I like know for a fact, and I I'd love to see what the science is on that, like the yeah, the definitely. way that our brain fires. Um, but. Um, but what you're, what you're talking about is, is the way that our brains sort of trick ourselves, right? Like if I do things in a specific way, I'll be more lucky or successful. Or if I, if I gamble this certain number of times, right, I'm going to hit this, this much money and I'm going to be successful. Um, and then your brain wants There's to examples there as well, you know, things like, you know, someone who blows on the dice before throwing them or, you know, whatever it is to just give them yeah. that little edge. I do that all the time when I play board games with my kids and I do it basically for fun, like as a mockery. 
but it's funny. Like, so uh, we got to go to a commercial yeah, break. I'm just doing it ironically. I, we, I do. Like, I'll, they'll be like, okay, roll a, you know, like four, Laura. And I'm like, okay, Amber, blow on the dice. Like, I'm going to roll a four, right? And there's there's zero actual superstition involved, but it is, it is kind of like a fun sort of mockery. So you just gave me what I think should be our topic when we get back from the commercial break, which is superstitions that we do, but knowing that they're not really, that there's really nothing behind them. Um, so yeah, let's go to commercial break. And then when we get back, we'll discuss that. Okay. So what have we got coming up? Uh, Laura, start with you. Cause you're usually busier than everyone else. Oh dear Lord. I really need to learn how to write my schedule down. Um, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on. So I know I'm I'm doing um, the the Veterans Day episode of nonprofits, um, but I did not project this specific episode out to see when it falls in relation to that. So if it is before the Veterans Day episode, then um, catch me on that in the future. And if this, <laughs> if this episode airs after the Veterans Day episode, I'm pretty sure well, that this it. will air before. Yeah. Go, go check it out and watch our it. regular time but, travel segment. Yes, because sure. we pre-record these. So. Um, yeah, however, however, this falls in the schedule, I'm, I'm almost certain that this falls before that episode. Um, but yeah, do you do know who you're on there with. I'm sure the, Kenneth are, Leonard's on, on there. Leonard. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, we Friend do, of the show. yeah. And I'm friend of the show. Sure <laughs> Martin's on as well. I can't, I, I, gosh, I really wish I could remember. Oh, wow. So That's yeah, gonna but it's going to be good lineup. super cool. We're going to get all people who are um, members of the armed forces and we're trying to represent different branches. So instead of having like two army or whatever, we're trying to have different people of different branches. Um, so we'll see how that turns out in terms of people's availability and stuff, but that is the goal. So it should be really fun. Awesome. Looking forward to that immensely. I've got nothing coming up because nobody likes me. Um, <laughs> but I do want to take, I, I want to advertise a couple of other people actually. Uh, well, I've got the opportunity. I want to give a shout out to Eric and V and the Skeptic Generation uh, who oh, are doing, doing an amazing, amazing job. So a big shout out to them and keep up the good work. Uh, yes. and the, so much love directed that way. And I will yeah, add their link in our lots. description to give an additional shout out. So if you guys are interested in checking out their stuff, look in the description and I will add a link. Yeah, uh, Ethan Michael is always a great supporter of ours, giving us so many opportunities. Uh, you know, big shout out to Ethan. He works so hard. If I if I worked half as hard as Ethan did, I might actually have some subscribers to my own channel. I know, right? <laughs> Rather like, than picking back, we have a, He and I have a very very similar energy in, ter- in terms of like like what we bring to to people, right? Like we we both have that really high energy, kind of funny, goofy. Don't don't take take things too seriously. Um, but we also have like that that sort of like serious pursuit um, for for I don't know improvement. Um, but what Ethan has on me is this shrewd ability for like marketing and just he's so on fire. And so where I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do this thing. He's like, yeah, but I'm actually going to do it. So <laughs> like I really <laughs> I really admire um, his tenacity and his ability to get out there and just make things happen. So yeah, Ethan, uh... shout out to you, bud. Richard, uh, is there anyone, anywhere, anyone can find us? I'm not even going to bother asking you if you've got anything to come up. She just goes, no, no, I don't, I don't have anything. Um, I'm just trying to think. 
know well, the I truth. Like, I like when Gil talks about like the sandwiches he's going to eat or like where he's going <laughs> to go next week or what kind of yard work he has. I love it. It's like, it brings the real back to our podcast. Well, since, well, it's in a couple of weeks time. So we'll definitely have episodes released before then, but I'm taking Mrs. Gil for a night away. Um, in oh, a few lovely. Weeks, which is nice. And do you know it's good? She doesn't watch the show at all. So neither does my wife. (laughs) Neither does mine. (laughs) Do do, do you know what's interesting as well with you saying that I took Mrs. G? I took the G dog, as she's known, to away for a night a few weeks ago. And it was supposed to be a romantic night away to York with all the lovely old buildings things and and i just disappeared into a bookshop and (laughs) i disappeared into a bookshop and came out with a book on the old old testament scholarship oh no did she roll her eyes and go like all right oh yeah i was supposed to say about about the facebook group the facebook group is great uh and you can find that as well as all of our podcast links um on our, our linktree site uh, which is linktree slash skeptic hangout um i'd encourage people especially to subscribe on spotify because i get more accurate statistics of that which is nice to look Ooh, at nice. so <laughs> i like statistics. i mean no particular reason just i get i get stats so and stats I'm, make I'm glad us happy. I think it's nice to look at because that at least shows us we're doing something right if it's nice to look at. There's some numbers on there. Yeah, there's some you could have there. easily I mean, said, I'll look at it and cry. I mean, I could have five viewers and I'd be like, yay, five people care about what I have to say. So like, I don't even care. Numbers are numbers. Okay, so back to the show. Yeah. All right. So before the commercial break, we were talking about um, what different kinds of superstitions we might follow or partake in or whatever that we know are complete bullshit, but we do it anyway for whatever reason. So I've got a few off the top of my head, but I want I want to hear you guys first. Go. Ah, I knew you were going to say that because um, I asked for advance notice of what we were talking about so I could think about it, and the thinking still hasn't really happened. <laughs> okay, I'll start then. Uh, I'd. I'd... I, I don't really have. I think the closest thing I have to a to a superstition, or I wouldn't really call it a superstition, is I always raise a glass on New Year's Eve of whiskey to my great grandmother. Uh, that that that's as close as I think I get to a superstition. Why her specifically? Uh, I don't know. She, because she was a crazy Glaswegian woman who used to dance on tables and sing I belong to Glasgow. So. I would get <laughs> along was, with her. And she was like this big. She, she was really, really smart. She Hence died when she, she had was to be 99. On the table. Yeah, she died when she was 99 years old. And wow. she, she actually, this is, this, this is not like uh, a story I should tell to Kai because it's not going to endear her to anyone. It's just going to show what a twat she was. <laughs> <laughs> I love she, that you she, people can say twat and it's not considered a bad word. Oh, she she knew she knew that so she knew someone who went on the Titanic and she was happy when it sank because she didn't like <laughs> the person. Who went on it. <laughs> oh, I like her. <laughs> so, so you guys don't from- do anything fun like um, like pick up pennies because they're lucky or anything like that. I mean, I can like my kids always. Sorry, I've just drank something that's gone to the back of my throat. <clears throat> my kids can never not throw, yeah, a coin in a wishing well or, you know, things like that. But, I mean, I just see that as a blatant waste of money. Um, <laughs> blatant. 
that's why I pull out the pennies. <laughs> it's a Yorkshireman. He's a Yorkshireman. If, if, if he drops that? a penny on the floor, it hits him on the back of the head when he bends down to pick it up. Whenever I look, whenever we're near a fountain or anything, I legitimately am like, are there any like pound coins within reach that I can pick up from here now? Um, yeah, where are the ten dollar bills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I I was trying to think of things like superstitious wise, and I I, I guess I. I kind of was thinking about lots of different things, but none of them actually fell under the, I guess, subheading of superstition. There are things which I do, which are habits, and we talked about habits before, but like, yeah, I don't know if any of them ever even were superstitious or whether it's just, I don't know, just part of what I do. You know, I here's the thing. Every time I step out of the house, just in front of our front door, we've got like a, a, a slight like raised area with like nine flagstones in like a grid like a three by three grid uh-huh. and before i go anywhere this is this is gonna make me sound like a legitimate like i need to be sectioned but before, whenever i go outside i always stand with both feet on the middle one and then carry on and it's there is no reason why i don't think it's bad luck or good you know good luck or whatever it's just something that i found myself doing and now can't stop um like it's a habit it's like pretty you, much the you enjoy it to me of superstitious I have, no because there's I have, nothing behind it like oh if i don't do this this is gonna happen so that no, can't be superstitious and, and, and i must have gone outside without having done that but whenever i go outside and i'm thinking about it that's what happens and i just can't not do it so i uh, do something similar and i always thought it was an, like an ocd tick um but when i walk over cracks on a sidewalk i have to do an even number if i'm like say i'm walking a distance right i have to do it even and not this is the first time i'm saying this publicly this is crazy I have to do an even number crossing the, the crack or the line with one foot as with the other foot. Right. So if I've, if I'm, if I, if I'm walking a pace where it's always my left foot going over, I will do a little change step and then walk with my right foot over for that same number of steps or about the same until it feels right. Um, otherwise I get nauseated. Like I get, I get really, um, Please tell me you do that little military step thing. I do. Where you yeah, kick change your step. Heel. Yep, it's a change. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Marching band, military, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if I'm jogging, I'll just make my footfalls slightly shorter or longer, depending on what's more comfortable, to where my foot will fall, then um, the opposite foot will fall over the crack. And I always assumed, um, because I know that OCD, there's there's an actual anxiety there. And sometimes it's tied to a if you don't do this, this is going to happen. And I've never had that consequence in my no. head. I've always just had, oh my God, I'm getting nauseated because my left foot keeps falling over the, the, um, the crack. And now I need my right foot to do it instead. Like, or there's no, or else, but. And it is that thing that of like very rationally, you, you I, I know there's real world implications. <laughs> there's to nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And there's no reason why a specific foot has to fall over at a specific time or a specific number of times. But um, so I always sort of attributed it to, to an OCD tick. I think we have very similar feelings about both of our examples there. And I think likewise to you, I've never said what I just said out loud before. And it's <laughs> weird. Admitted it to the world. <laughs> like my husband knows about it and he thinks it's funny. Like when I first told him about it years and years ago, he was like, I was wondering, cause like we'd be walking and I would notice you changing your, your pace a little bit every once in a while. He was, I always wondered what that was. And, um, and he's known about it now for years. He actually teases me sometimes. But um, I think he might be the only other human being that knew, except um, until now. Until now. Yeah. <laughs> now, the more popular this podcast gets, the more people will know. So people, share this podcast. Let's get as many people out there knowing about our weird OCD ticks as possible. <laughs> but yeah, you it's... Did you like that in your life, Jill? Did that ring any bells for you? <laughs> no. 
No. No. I'm just, <laughs> he's I'm like, just evolving too. My brain. He's <laughs> like, he's like part, what is the, uh, the race in Star Trek that's very logical? Oh, dear Lord. Do you Vulcans, know what? Vulcans. He's like part Vulcan. My wife actually refers to me as a Vulcan. <laughs> it I, could I, be I'm, true. I really am. Despite having a lot of fun and that a lot of the time, I'm, I am, I don't really have a sense of humor. <laughs> so it, it's, um, I'm, I'm very logical with most things. Like, and and practical, even when it comes to like like things that could cause upe- upheaval, I'm like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, let's let's look at things one at a time and and practical it out, and you know, we'll deal. Let's with not this feel too we'll strong of an emotion until we'll yeah, do, yeah. No need for no need to get emotional, dear. <laughs> oh, that's that's actually so. I I think I could sometimes use a little bit more. I, of that I'm, not that yeah. I'm not that patronizing. I'm not that patronizing. Oh no, he joke. is. He just outed himself. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, um, I, I, um, in terms of like superstitious things that I do that I know aren't superstitious, I do like a shit ton of them. Like I do catch myself saying bless you to people sometimes just out of habit. And I think that's more of a cultural, like it depends on the situation I'm in. Um, and if I think that they'll appreciate it or not. And, and it's, I I say bless you simply on the fact that my best friend, literally, if I don't say it, she'll look at me. And just like so, like, you don't like your me. best friend it's looking at you. That makes you very uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> she, she'll she'll sneeze, and if I don't say bless you, she'll literally turn around to me and go bless me. No, all right, bless you. <laughs> bless me, Jillifer. Uh, that that goes back to our authority episode. You're giving her authority over you that, that uh, may or may not be necessary or deserved. But no, I don't know. It's some kind of the same way. Like um, I I do it out of habit or social grace or whatever, but. A lot of times I don't do it though. So when I do, it's quite arbitrary and it's based on sort of like a feeling. Like I feel like this would be an appropriate time to say it. Um, but I do, like I will pick up change um, and I'll tell the kids, like, hey, here's a penny for good luck or whatever. And they know that it's not for good luck. Um, a lot of times they just, they're like, oh, cool money. Um, <laughs> and we do the, the blow on the dice thing. Um, but nothing where it's like oh this thing is lucky or this thing if i do this certain thing it's like crossing your fingers isn't it like oh i'm hoping real high like oh we do that i do that yeah Yeah, like 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 this yeah yeah like if someone's like um and and for those of you not watching the video i'm gonna do this every freaking episode that you guys do this those of you not watching the episode he's crossing his his first two fingers over each other um i do that it wasn't me this week it was yes it was yeah it was gil this time um I, I do do that a lot where it's like, if someone's like, oh, I hope we get to hang out tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, me too. And I'll cross my fingers. Just completely out of habit. I don't honestly think that if you do that, it's going to make it any more likely. Um, but I think I do a lot of those things because I have a very like fun, energetic personality that enjoys partaking in certain activities just for the sake of doing it. Like there doesn't have to be any more penny as well. Is it, it just feels like a nice positive thing to do. It's just freaking fun. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's just it's just a penny, people. It's cool. Yeah. Um oh Jill is shaking his head. <laughs> oh, I do the knock on wood thing too. So this whole episode's gonna be about me and all my superstitious activities that I know. I forgot about that thing. I do that all the time. Like I will say oh, something Jesus. that I want to have happen. Yeah, knock Can on I have wood. some new co-hosts? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I literally think like just... Well, I will. I will be stood in a room. I'm like, where on earth is there some wood so I can knock on wood? As I'm saying this thing, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say it out loud as I'm doing it. Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, we should. Like, I, I really hope that tomorrow we get to hang out or something. Knock on wood, right? And I'll do it. That was me knocking on my not <laughs> actually wooden yeah. desk. <laughs> it's like particle board or some shit. 
mostly blue. Um, yeah, like I don't think that that's going to increase or decrease the chances of whatever it is happening, but I do it anyway. And I actually, I get some sort of like a bit of enjoyment or jolty out of it. Like it's, it's almost like I'm making fun of the superstition, but I'm not because nobody's there to. to but then, if, but here's the thing, isn't it? Like, because Jilva was shaking his head. Yeah. And like, I kind of understand the shaking of the head because like if I'm still hunting out wood to say touch wood where you know oh the weather forecast said tomorrow's supposed to be really sunny touch wood like yeah. I'm still actively touching wood <laughs> as, a, as a signal that I'm wanting the weather report to be correct or you're hoping but that I, your words don't somehow jinx whatever it is that's going to happen yeah you yeah. know like like um like when the when the kids were small, we'd be like, oh, um, so and so sleeping really. Well. Oh, so knock, I'm knocking on wood. Like, yeah. no, if you don't say don't say it too loud or confidently, because then he will wake up. You know, and it's those <laughs> little things where, like, you know that that's there's no correlation, and rationally you can think that, but still, you do it I say anyway. that, and still I do that. So then, am I superstitious? Like, I don't reasonably believe that those things have an impact in the world, but I still do them ritually. Yeah, you're partaking um, in sort of like this cultural, like you said, ritual, but it makes you feel a certain way. Like, especially with the kids going to bed early or whatever, like, oh, the kids are asleep. Shh, don't say that. They'll wake up. You know, like it actually makes you feel better or feel good to say that thing. But you know that like it has no bearing on whether or not they're actually going to wake up. And nine times out of 10, they're going to actually wake up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because kids, Jill, have you got? I was going to say because God hates sex, but yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to call Ascalon and Phil and get them back on as my new co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. No, no, no. It's, no I think it's brilliant that, that as as skeptics, which we all are, we can you can like look at yourself doing that and and know you're doing it without the kind of bullshit attached to it. Uh it it, it brings it, it back into this thing of habit, I think. Mm-hmm. It, all all the way through you both talking then I was in, in all seriousness I was thinking like you know these are habits these are things that have been formed the things that have been repeated yeah. and, so and, and, and would if I hadn't been if I hadn't grown up in a house where people did that when you know like in that yeah. same and kids do it at schools like it just it gets perpetuated yeah so isn't it kind of the same habit as like when you run into someone, you know, and like you go through that whole ritual or routine of like, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good. How are you? Yeah, good. Nice to see you. And you both move your separate ways and you're both like, oh, phew. right. Like, I didn't know what I was going to say to that person. We'll, we'll, we'll have to go out for a drink sometime. <laughs> yes. And that that is very similar to the non-superstitious superstition where you're doing it just out of sort of social conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It is interesting. It's, it's very interesting. And what what we haven't done, which I'm surprised about so much, is talk about specific superstitions and and kind of whether it's, I mean, in my case, I don't know where a lot of them come from. So maybe that's why we've not gone down that route. But I kind of expected us to talk about specific superstitions and, and kind of like their origins and, and I how think we they sort of- didn't we sort of touch on that a tiny bit though? Like when you talk about like, oh, some superstitions were religious, um, like the bless you and stuff. Um, some and- from like a, a misunderstanding, you know, not understanding germ theory and thinking that or the causes for the <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like 
but I don't know where a lot of them come from. Like black cat being unlucky. I think I've heard about it. Like sort of, um, when you learn like those G whiz things, say around like Halloween time or whatever, I've maybe heard before where the black cat superstition comes from or like walking under a ladder for example or um breaking um a mirror i don't know where any of those superstitions come from so it'd be very no. be very a boring show if we decided that that's what we wanted to talk about because we'd all just sit here and like if you do know yeah put the stuff in the facebook discussion group you know what so i'm gonna write that a little note that like we should us. yeah we should actually do a prompt on facebook that that says like Hey, what what is a superstition that you know the origins of, and what are the origins? What what is the strangest superstition you've come across? Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I would say when I was Muslim, um, I was having lunch with some women from Morocco, and um, they one of the ladies she was an older woman and she didn't speak English, so it was like translated like what she was saying was translated through um, the younger woman. And um, she was doing this sort of like ritual in the kitchen while she was cooking using certain spices. And she said that certain spices are pleasing to certain spirits and, and, and not pleasing to other spirits. So you cook with certain spices in order to have like good spirits <coughs> in the house versus bad spirits or, or ancestral spirits versus not or whatever the case may be. But I, I found that to be um, interesting because to me, I was like, that has nothing to do with Islam. Like, you can't have a belief like that because you're Muslim, right? Me and my very, very close-minded perspective was like, but that's not a Muslim belief. But I, I later realized, oh, that's a cultural belief, right? Yeah. And, um, and so then, then it kind of it made more sense to me after the fact. But that that superstition to me, that's prevalent in multiple cultures. You have about burning sage to cleanse your house of bad spirits. Yeah. Like, that's pretty common. But it's bizarre. Like all of Nevada would be spirit free because we have nothing but sage and we burn constantly. I've heard you're notoriously spiritful in Nevada. Spirits yeah. are bound. Just oh yeah, we have ghost town, and, yeah. yeah, haunted houses. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good um, answer to your question, Jill. But do you have a, an answer to your own question? I uh, the the closest I can think of is was prompted by Laura actually. And, and it's a, a religious uh, uh, aspect of, uh, and, and there were a couple that came to mind when she was speaking, and they're both related to Thai culture and Buddhism. And uh, one is that you always burn three sticks of incense. And I actually knew uh, a friend of mine, the abbot of a Buddhist monastery, and uh, he, uh, he, he, He's not interested in burning three sticks of incense, but it burns three sticks of incense because it's a Thai-based monastery. So if he doesn't, he went through a period of not burning three sticks of incense and it got quite an ear rattling from from what I can gather from the story it's all for not doing so. Um, And the other one is that in thunderstorms, yeah, after... Thunderstorms in Thai culture in Buddhism are caused by divas, which are heavenly spirits, mm. and like so Beyonce you have to and... <laughs> like, like Beyonce. Just... And... I thought you said Beyonce, like Beyonce. Yeah, I, I thought I, I misheard it. Right she's notorious. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, 
you've thrown me completely off. <laughs> oh, so you're talking about thunder thunderstorms? Yeah. So, 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 yeah. like, yeah, so yeah, after I don't know how you appease them, but there's a method of going about appeasing them to kind of stop the thunderstorms. Uh, and they were the kind of things that were springing into my mind while Laura was talking about that, especially about the spices. Uh, peace in the spirits that is really like interesting like that brings up a whole other topic and we are kind of coming up toward the end of the show and we do still have a few more minutes but the idea that like so many superstitions have to do with um and i didn't even think about this until just now but like nature and natural events and how we will say like oh to have a good crop this year for example people used to have different superstitions around having good crops or people had different superstitions around like we People still do have they superstitions do. around yeah. having crops. Or or the weather or um or specific natural events. And so it's interesting. Which a lot of that is stemmed from obviously just not understanding meteorology and you yeah. know, it's all those like sorts weather of patterns. Yeah. 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 Or or um drought, uh, what do they call it? Like how there's like cycles. Like it might be mm. like they, they call it like the hundred year cycle or seven year cycles or whatever. And so when it hits, people people are like, um, if it's like a hundred year cycle, there might not be anybody alive who still remembers the last time there was a drought. Right. And so without understanding that it could be like, well, we've done something to anger the gods and we need to do something different. Um, I have completely taken that whole section of superstitions, superstitions for granted because we forget that's still so prevalent. And you're just leading me onto another thing now, because what you've just reminded me of is the kind of the, the flood myths the Mesopotamian flood myths, which are actually uh, thought that it's possible that they stem from the memory of a real event. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, which was some kind of land bridge being, I can't remember the exact event it was, I think it was some kind of land bridge being breached uh, and and flooding, a, a, I mean, a huge, huge flood. Huge and that area. was what kind of led, led into the kind of the... Uh, the story of Gilgamesh, the flooding Gilgamesh, which eventually led on to the biblical kind of idea of the flood. That's really, I love it. Sorry, I'm getting all excited. Like as you're talking, I'm like, ah, don't interject, shut your mouth. But that's really, really cool because what you're talking about is taking superstition a bit further, right? So first we have these superstitions and then the superstitions get kind of codified into, into cultural narrative and then they become religions and then they take on like a whole life of their own. So what you're talking about in terms of I can't understand is, why an anthropologist would be excited by that at all. I, not at all, right? <laughs> I don't even understand. No, honestly, like, think about that. Like, okay, so a flood happens and they don't understand why. And then that's where the superstition kicks in. Oh, well, the flood happened because A, B, and C. Like, we you have to try and piece it together, don't you? Right, know, like, right. What did we do this time that was different from last year? Yeah, God was unhappy for this or that or the gods or whatever, depending on the culture. And then it gets kind of turned into this story. Um, and then that story becomes sort of religious doctrine where it becomes the quote unquote truth. And that to me is, is absolutely fascinating because what kind of superstitions today um, are going to result in tomorrow's myths and then um, the next generation's say religious doctrine, right? I think that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Somebody put on our Facebook that page that like today's cryptozoology is myth making like present day myth making and that's kind of the same idea like today's superstitions could also be yeah tomorrow's religion <laughs> it's interesting 
How profound, Laura. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Put that on a bit. Snapple cap. <laughs> so, Richard, have you thought of anything yet, or, or shall we move on? No, let's move on. Uh, it's, it's a good job me and Laura had an interesting conversation from the- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm looking at the time. We're kind of coming up to the end of the show, so... Um, no, we're just getting interested. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. That's just the way it happens. Um, but yeah, I think um, I don't have anywhere for superstition to go toward the end of the show. So if you guys have any like closing statements or closing thoughts or questions, um, it'd be kind of cool to find like one last sort of tidbit to sort of close it out. One thing I've got. So, I've got. Oh, sorry. Ooh, ooh, rock, paper, scissors, guys. I've I've got somewhere for superstitions to go, and that's down the toilet. But other than that, <laughs> go on, I was Richard. Just going to say, I one thing I really enjoy about superstitions is knowing when there are superstitious people around you, and like doing, you know, like putting an umbrella up inside, <laughs> and people like panic, like literally panic around you. Like, what are you doing? I'll put in shoes on a table. I was in the staff room at school um, a couple of years ago. And there were no teaspoons when I was making my cup of tea because there's never any teaspoons. Uh, but there was a knife there, so I stirred. And one of my colleagues just said, if you stir with a knife, you stir in strife. And I've never uh, forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And that was like, a superstition that she'd had from like growing up from her like mum and grandma. I want to befriend your colleague now. Oh <laughs> but it, it just... Yeah, I think it can be a fun thing to play with as well when you're panicking people around you with things that you know are not going to impact the world, uh, but you uh, do do it anyway. Like you purposely go under that ladder. (laughs) Okay, challenge for Facebook group. Okay. Superstition watch. Between this episode and our next episode, see how many superstitions you spot people making around you and put them in the group. This was really a really interesting conversation because actually as we went through, I started off thinking, well, I'm not superstitious at all. But then Come to find out you're highly superstitious. Like, oh my days, everything, <laughs> everything I do. <laughs> yeah, how much of our routines are just a matter of like somebody else's superstition and now we it's our habit. It, haven't we? Like yeah. skeptically thinking about it and the real life thing and whatever, but like that question of like, am I superstitious? Because I still do these things and it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I have often questioned, like, just in sort of like my my closing statement, and then I'll give it to you guys. I have often questioned, like, the whole thing that I do with the sidewalk. I was like, did that ever come from the fact that, like, you know, when you're a kid and you play that game, like, don't step on a crack or you'll break yeah, your mother's yeah. back? It was always just a game for me. Like, I never actually thought it was real, but I'm like, did that? Does my OCD do pick... you know, like purposely doing that? It can be fun, like, to jump around so you're not getting the cracks. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is that kind of fun, superstitious activity? in any way connected to my little like the thing that I do <laughs> you know and I don't know like because I, I do remember doing that as a child and then there was like this sort of period in between until I noticed as an adult oh my god I do this thing and it really bothers me if I don't um, but I have no idea if they're connected or not next time you run will you try not to do it and see what happens I do Report I do that. I do it on purpose yeah I will do it on purpose and as soon as I and I, just, I get to the point where I get nauseated yeah mm-hmm. It's weird. And on that note, my my closing thought is <laughs> this, because it, it it's it's going to be this anyway, and then it just ties in nicely with what Laura just said. That's your final thought. Sacked. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> if don't throw me off. Uh, if, if if I forgot what we say. <laughs> if, <laughs> 
if you catch yourself doing something superstitious, whether it's putting on your left shoe before you go to compete in a sports event or whatever, doing funny little runs over cracks in pavements, <laughs> or indeed standing on the centre flagstone of many flagstones, if, if you catch yourself doing any of these things, just stop and just take a minute and ask yourself why. I'll do that as long as I can stop while stood on the centre. As long as he's on that centre. <laughs> no, it's, it's because this is this is part. It's a good the, question. The, the part of the the reason we get into this thing, as we've touched on in the episode, is habit. It's it's doing these things by habit, and the way to break a habit is to think about why you're doing it and what you're doing, mm-hmm. and and. If you catch yourself doing and, and whatever superstition you might have for all the listeners out there, if you if you catch yourself doing it and it is something you you do as a habit, whether it's touching wood or whatever, just stop when you do it. And if you catch yourself doing it, just stop and say, "Yeah, just recognize you're doing it. Yeah, just recognize like that you're doing it. That's all you need to do to to begin the process of kind of understanding, uh, getting a." Uh, an understanding of of a better way of uh, thinking and that could be the difference between you getting conned out of a hundred million books and not doing yep I like it yeah because if you condition yourself in one way to question what you're doing and reflect on it then you will it'll apply to the rest of your life yeah I'm, I'm assuming you're using the Americanism of books to mean dollars as opposed to the library you sat in yes Yes. Oh, you said books. I heard bucks. Bucks. Yeah. Bucks. Books. But uh, because yeah. the books, the books. And on that note, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Does Richard get a final a thought? Have you had a final thought, Richard? You want a you want a final? Umbrellas up inside. It's fun. That's my final thought. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this was a fun episode, and I think we went down quite a few rabbit holes. I enjoyed it. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. And I think we have some good challenges now for the Facebook page. So please everybody hop over there and participate because this one um, I think is particularly exciting. I want to really, really see where this goes. And relevant, um, really relevant to everyone. Super I think. relevant. Yeah. It, get us examining Unlike, like why we do the things everyone. we do and if they're even necessary. Um, I'll put, I'll, I'll make a note to put up a story on Facebook too of, of, of a story that I heard of someone doing something and not knowing why they did it and then finding out the reason. And it was like, what? Um, and she's so, so not going to do that. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. So as <laughs> I write this down, thank you all for watching. And I am Laura. Richard. And Richard. And you've been watching Skeptic Hangout. Until next time. Keep questioning. Interrogate your superstitions and beliefs. Love it. And stay skeptical. Bye. Touch wood. Touch wood. That's what, knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> take a very very short and specific point and i can i can make it last many many sentences <laughs> like i can say very little 
in a lot of words. <laughs> My brain just automatically chooses phraseology towards the end of what I'm saying, though, that doesn't lead to any further discussion. It's just, and you're like, shit, now I gotta, find, I gotta find where I can actually grammatically put a period, but my, my mouth keeps rambling words. 